This episode of the OP Radio Podcast, sponsored by Athletic Greens. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. I don't know what adaptogens are, but I'm sure it's healthy. All right, maybe I shouldn't admit that. Anyway, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Opie. This old gag and it's time once again for ultimate side of the street parking with your host greg opie hughes what's up tim mcconnell hi rachel up there in uh, minnesota who's first on the uh the youtube it's a uh, medical legal connection oh tim kate how are you buddy john uh, cruz how's the wife my wife is good thank you for asking abraham nhd Brother man, brother man, Gary Krasinski. Yeah, it's all to the side of the street parking. It's a weird time because this particular street, you got to go up and down the streets in New York. Find, oh, if I have to say street another 10 times, that ain't going to be good. But you got to go up and down the uh, the roads eh? in this area. You find a parking spot and then you got to pay attention to the signs. And boy, do they get tricky with the signs in New York City. Everything about New York City is catching you doing something wrong so you can put more money in the city's pocket. You got to see. You could actually see this for yourself if you go online. Look up um, look up street signs in New York City. They, they put up so many signs, and you got to figure it out. You got to be really good at math because it'll say, uh, you know, uh, no parking in this particular case, Monday through Thursday between 11 a.m. and 1230, and then it's like, but – but you can park here if you're this, but you can't park here if you're that. And then bop, 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 it's this and that. And and they have the signs one after another. Boom, 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 boom. And uh, they're hoping that you can't figure it out because they want to catch you. Put a damn orange uh, ticket on your on your windshield. Ba-na-na-na-na. Yeah, New York City's nuts. Absolutely. So I sit here for an hour and a half. You know, the first thing I'm looking at is uh, how problematic it's going to be to get back in this spot if the the street sweeper uh, comes through. And they got kind of like a construction thing, like out, out this window over here. So this road where I'm parked is very, very tight. So right now I'm a little nervous about that. Absolutely. And then the other thing I noticed is uh, on this particular street, the cars are really, really close together. And that could make it uh, a bit problematical. We got to get back in our spots when the street sweeper goes through sometime between now and 1230. And the first uh, the first thing we're going to see is those stupid ticket meter uh, meter maids. They're going to look into every car to make sure there's a driver in the driver's seat with the engine on. And if you don't have your engine on, they uh, I mean, no, they don't give you a they don't give you a break on anything. They just want to write tickets because that's how they make their money. That's their job. Uh, hey, Joel, what's up? I just retired from New York City Sanitation. New York City blows. Congratulations, my friend. Um, I have a lot more respect for you guys and what you do since I got a dog. 
because I had no idea uh, that dogs and, you know, my my dog has done this, but I'm trying not to in general, but I'm not perfect. I'm just like everybody else, especially when you're wandering around your neighborhood for an hour and he still hasn't pooped. And then, you know, he really likes the smell of garbage. And these dogs love, I mean, love peeing and pooping all over the uh, the garbage bags that are on the side of the road waiting for the sanitation guys to pick them up. And I never thought twice about that. I didn't even know this was going on until I got doggy. And he has uh, lifted his leg uh, when, when it comes to these garbage bags on the side of the road many, many times. And now I try to pull him away because I, I feel bad. Because then you, I'll see the sanitation guys, and some of these guys don't even have gloves on, but they're they're just animals, and I mean that in a good way, man. They they can handle like uh, just crappy, slimy garbage bags. They can handle the smell. I I don't know how you guys deal with the fucking smell. I have no idea. So I I bow to you today, sir, and congratulations on your retirement. Hey, Hope, if you could do it all over again, what would you have done different. Oh my God. People are asking that same question every day. I'll get into that. I got to be in the right mood. Maybe it has to be a little later at night when I'm chill. I, uh, I have a lot of regrets as I get older. I don't think you should have regrets. So I can't say I have regrets, but, uh, in a perfect world, I absolutely would have done uh, many things dramatically different. What's up, Mason. Everyone wish Mason a happy birthday. He's one of my guys. Mason's a good egg, man. A lot of people on the private Facebook group know who uh, Mason is. 45 years old for Mason today. How's your wife's shoulder? We were just discussing that. She's on the way to um, kind of like this uh, this rehab lady. I say kind of because it's like, uh, it's just some part of the, our uh, yoga community. And she's been really helping out my wife a lot because, you know, the insurance companies. You got a frozen shoulder. You're broken in two places. Uh, we're going to give you four rehab sessions. <laughs> and then you got to fight for more. Uh, like this country, man. We can't even do the basic shit. We've been fighting for more rehab uh, appointments for my wife and her frozen shoulder. And they'll just... But they hold on to them like they're like like they're like it's gold or something. We think we could we think you could, you know, get your shoulder completely back to normal after four rehab sessions. Oh god. Ba, 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 ba. All right. Someone was trying to get my attention. I mean, we all sort of work together, and then every once in a while there's an asshole. There's a guy with a with one of those really like a mini car. He's parked completely illegally. So when the sweeper goes through, he's absolutely going to try to sneak in here. So uh, it gets intense. I'm not going to lie to you. Your blood pressure goes way up when that street sweeper comes because your whole goal is to get back in your spot and then you're good for a week. But every once in a while, you got some asshole that comes from nowhere and they're entitled, and they, uh, they'll try to grab your spot that you've been sitting in for the last hour and a half. Oh, no, we're, uh, we're picking up. Thanks, John. I mean, that's what we all have to do. You know, I had a really bad back, and I had a shoulder injury, nothing like my wife, and I had to go through some rehab, and same shit. I, I, had, uh, I have two herniated discs, and back in the day, I had to get legit rehab, and they're like, we think, we think uh, three 
three sessions should do it. I'm like, oh my God. So I'm just writing notes left and right. And I'm like, all right, now I guess I'm a rehab specialist because then I'm doing it at home uh, without any supervision because uh, what else was I going to fucking do? But yeah, that she's pretty much doing that. You know, she's uh, picking up pointers and stuff and trying to do it at home. But it's just, uh, it's just ridiculous. Oh, you think Vincent Scaramuzzo? You think paying for insurance as a small business owner is insanely expensive. That's why in the end, when people go Biden this, Trump this, blah, blah, blah. Hey, man, to all you Trumpers out there, he didn't fix the healthcare system in this country. And we all fucking deal with it. I'm a small business owner. And, and uh, my monthly bill for, for health insurance is it's just fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous. I can sort of afford it, but there are people. People out there, you know, they got a little small business and they got some some employees. They they can't they, they, they have to close their business because they can't, you know, take care of the health insurance part of the whole thing. And then same thing. Biden's been in office for uh, over a year. I haven't heard shit about him trying to fix the health care system in America. So fuck Biden. Fuck Trump. You guys fight it out. But uh, until until we have legit much better health care in this country i'm out because they're all full of shit uh would you invite louis ck back in your show yeah i did actually i ran into him actually not too far from here i'm on the upper west side and um i ran into him uh when i first started the podcast so about i don't know well maybe ah, let's say two years ago that's about right and uh, we caught up, and it was good to see him. And he was—he seemed to be happy to see me, and we had a little chit chat. And then uh, I said, "Hey, man, I would love to get you on the podcast, like old times' sake." And um, and this was after, by the way, he had his big crash, where everything went bye bye, and now he's rebuilding, obviously. But he was massively huge. He got his hit. If you're in entertainment, everyone gets their hit in the end. Um, and then some of us, you know, we never get back up to the, up to the, the position we were in and, and others, uh, make a huge comeback, but <laughs> I left it after we talked for about five, I don't know, five, seven minutes. I said, uh, yeah, I'd love for you to do my podcast. You know, that's what I'm doing now. He had no idea, which I, I don't blame him. Why would he? And he goes, oh yeah, I would love to. The quote was, I would love to give me a call. I'm like, all right, cool. And I just assumed um, I had his number. Uh, I don't have his number. And then I reached out to like kind of a third party person and never heard back from them. I was basically saying, hey, Louis did say that he would do my podcast, but I, I don't have his number in my phone. <laughs> this guy goes, all right, I'll get the message to Louis. I never, never heard back from the guy and I didn't want to be... Uh, I didn't want to be bothersome. I didn't want to make another video where I'm twirling around in the middle of New York City bitching and complaining because someone's not doing my podcast. And then I realized, you know, I'm like, hey, you're just stupid. You're just a stupid guy. Because that's what everyone in entertainment does. They call me. And then you realize, you know, you don't have their number. Quentin Tarantino, famously, I've told this story, but I felt like we hit it off. He came into the show. I think he was... Um, promoting uh, the hateful eight. I think, I don't know. He came in a couple times over the years. And he was talking about this amazing new movie night. He does in, in uh, Los Angeles. And it's like a big deal. And it's uh, everyone's hoping for an invite to this thing. And he, 
he picks out certain genre of movies, probably movies you've, you'll never find on your own. And they just are amazing movies to watch. And it's very festive and social. So he tells us about this whole thing. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I would love. I think it was at the show. I don't know if this part was on the air. I really don't. Sometimes I don't know what was on the air and what wasn't. Because a lot of the cool part about the ONA show back in the day, a lot of these guys, after they were done with their appearance on our show, they really enjoyed their time to the point that they uh, hung out a little extra as, a, as they were waiting for their next interview at, uh, in this case, Sirius XM. Uh, but if you were a, kind of a crappy show and they were just had to do it to promote, they couldn't wait to get out of the studio. But that wasn't the case with us. So anyway, I go on. I go to Quentin. My God, I would love to go to movie night at your house. You know, he goes, next time you're in LA, look me up. <laughs> and I, once again, I'm like, I think I told everybody um, that Quentin Tarantino invited me to his house for movie night. And then I forgot who, but someone beat the shit. I mean, they're basically, they said, uh, what did he say? I go, he, he said, next time I'm in LA to look him up. And then, uh, it might've been, Ann, I don't know. might've been Jimmy, but one of them said, uh, well, do you know where he lives? No. Do you have his phone number? No. And then they looked at me like, you dummy, that's just something they all say. And I know that. But when it's happening, you're feeling it. So long story short, uh, Louis said he would do my podcast. I felt like it was sincere, but uh, I don't have his phone number. And I can't keep uh, reaching out and trying to get on the podcast because I did. I tried. Uh, burnout. Ten, five, six, seven. Oh, you're asking the wrong guy, and you just wasted a dollar nine to nine. Do Doritos and sour cream belong in fresh chili? Doritos absolutely belong in fresh chili. I always blow off uh, the sour cream because I'm, uh, you know, watching out for my uh, my girly figure. I'm not a big sour cream fan, which I know that's like that's kind of like sacrilege, and I got that all American look to me, so I probably should like sour sour cream i can't even like apples because they give me explosive diarrhea unless they're in an apple pie that's cooked very very well too much information okay but absolutely the doritos and chili that's that's a fine combination then i'll sprinkle just a little cheese on top but if the chili's made right man you don't need any of those fixings <laughs> i want to hear the one-armed girl story again she became really famous. I told you that part, right? That was the update to that story. She became really, really famous. I'll tell you. Fuck it. All right, I'll tell you this. I like adding on to some of my classic stories. So this girl with one arm, she worked for Bill O'Reilly. I don't feel like telling the whole story, but um, we hung out with her a lot as as she was uh, producing the Bill O'Reilly piece that me and Anthony were, were going to do. And she was hanging out in the studio day uh, every day, excuse me. And then, you know, back then, a lot of us went out after the show. And she was hanging out with us after the show, going to dinner and having drinks with us. And she made it very clear that she wanted to have sex with me at the time. I absolutely regret it because I was, I was just with this stiff. When I was really famous and really good looking, I was just with this stiff. I regret it 100%. You remember I said earlier, you shouldn't have regrets. I have a regret. I should have had sex with the one-armed girl. But the point of the story, she um, she hung out with us a lot. And we had no idea that she had one arm. 
how is that possible? And I remember we're at Hooters. There was a time me and Anthony were in like five or six magazines at the same time. Everybody wanted to write an article on us. And we decided, what the hell? Why don't we do like a magazine signing at Hooters? It'll be a, another excuse to get everybody together and get a good buzz going. And I remember the moment. I, I really do believe it's me. I saw her on the side. She's been hanging with us at least a week, maybe two at this point. And I noticed that she had a mannequin arm with a, with a dangling bracelet. And I kind of nudged Anthony while fans were coming up. And I go, oh, 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 and, and made him look. And he's like, what, man? I know. Yeah, whatever. And then I'm like, and I'm like pointing at her arm, my arm, like, point, you know, look at her arm. And then he had the realization that it was a mannequin arm. <laughs> and then we all just lost it. She was so hot. She really was. And then, uh, long story short, uh, after a night of drinking, we were on her roof where she lived down in the West Village, her apartment, and and she invited me inside, and then she went off. I'm telling the story now, Benjamin. Know why? Because you give me money, you son of a bitch. You're the best it's ever been. And uh, her roommates or whoever these people were, they were in a room. It's so, like, cliche, but they were getting really high and listening to Pink Floyd. That is a true story. And then she called me into this room, I didn't know if it was the kitchen. I had no idea what's going on, you know? And uh, she had candles lit all over the bathroom. She was completely naked with her fake arm off in the um, bathtub. And I openly laughed because I was with somebody and I was, I was being a very good boy. And she looked just ridiculously hot, but I mocked. I didn't mock her, but I openly laughed. And she got really mad at that. And I, I, I honestly think that was pretty much the last time I saw her. I don't think we, yeah, it was the last time I saw her because we were celebrating the fact that the whole Bill O'Reilly thing was over. Uh, all the filming was done. And then they, they did that horseshit spin zone crap to us, even though Bill O'Reilly used to call his show the no spin zone. And he tried to make me and Anthony look like assholes, like sexual deviants. That's all we did with our radio show. That's what, that was the focus on uh, Bill O'Reilly when he was interviewing us, even though we were telling him all sorts of good stuff and they just edited that out and threw it on the editing floor. But anyway, I uh, lost touch with her. You know, it's pretty hard to see her again after I openly laughed at her. as She's in a bathtub completely naked with her fake arm off. You don't really come back from that. And then I find out many years later, I think I only found this out of, I don't know, a year or two. I love documentaries. And she produced one of my favorite documentaries of all time that got me off sugar for like a year or, or two years and made me feel like a completely different person. But she produced, am I really saying this today? She produced the documentary uh, Fed Up. That's her. She became famous in the documentary film world. Oh, we got a new sponsor to the OP Radio podcast. I want to welcome Athletic Greens to the program. Go to athleticgreens.com slash Opie. And I am on the Athletic Greens. I'm a huge fan of green juice and superfoods, anything that tries to make you a little healthier. And I found Athletic Greens. What is this stuff? Who's asking? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, Whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. I gotta look up that last word. It gets your day started right. 
This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All those things. I start my morning routine with Athletic Greens, and I got to tell you, tastes really good. And I feel like it's giving me more energy. And Athletic Greens supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. And I know we're all worried about the cost of things. It costs you less than $3 a day, which is a bargain because you're investing in your health. But, oh, why this one? Why? Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. That's why. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day, that's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Visit athleticgreens.com slash opie to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Check them out for yourself, athleticgreens.com slash opie. Oh, here's the street sweeper for real? Oh, fuck. See the panic in my face? Oh, my God. Sometimes they give you a break. I think this guy wants to just go. I think he wants to just go. Don't get out of your spot. You rule. Oh, he rules. He basically said, fuck this street today. Everyone started moving, and you could tell that the sweeper was like, I don't want to deal with that. Because remember I told you there's like construction over here? So the road is too narrow. And he just gave all of us a break. So the, the stress... And the blood pressure going through the, the roof because we got to move our car and then move it back into the spot without some asshole taking over your spot. And then you're in a fist fight on a Thursday. Like, who, no one fist fights on a Thursday around lunch. But that guy rules. He just said, fuck this street and kept going. So now I'm good. Now I just got to sit here for an hour because that's not good enough. The meter maid will now come up and down these streets and make sure you're still sitting in your damn car. <laughs> Modest. Uh, will you guys send him some stars so he can pay for parking? You can send me uh, super chats, you bitch. Super chats on YouTube is like stars on the Facebook. I don't know. Even if I uh, hit again and start making real money again, I don't know. I kind of like the action. I kind of like sitting in my car. Uh, if I don't turn the live stream on, which I have a lot of fun doing, I end up on the sidewalk just talking to people, man. I kind of like it. I kind of like the action. Oh, thank you, Charlie Frey. Laughing his ass off. My new favorite line. No one fist fights on a Thursday. Thank you, sir. You like this too, un uh, Opie Unplugged? Yeah, the beauty of this. So I don't have any bosses. I don't have to deal with like co-hosts or anything. I just turn this on and uh, some days it sucks really bad and other days it's really good. Yep, because it's all about making money for the city. That street sweeper, it's not about cleaning the streets. Some genius a long, long time ago said, I know what we could do to get revenue in this city. We'll get these street sweepers, and they'll go up and down the, the streets. And then someone's like, well, how the hell do you make money doing that? Well, you see, you make them move their car so the street sweeper could get right next to the curb. Well, how are you going to make money doing that? Well, now we hire a whole group of assholes from third world countries. Sorry, third world countries. And we'll have them go up and down the streets. And if the person didn't move their car, we'll give them a really bad ticket. 
because it's really important that we keep the street uh, clean. Uh, or if they decide that it's good enough after the street sweeper goes by and they leave their car, we'll give them a ticket because they're still not in their car. And we'll decide like an hour and a half for each street. Hour and a half. And trust me, you'll see the the lady. I'll I'll uh, I'll have to say something to her when she comes back. I'll uh, I'll take my my phone off the the mount, and uh, and you'll see her. She'll be up and down, making sure we're still in our cars. What a crock of shit! As if of all the filth in the city, it's the curbs that uh, need cleaning. You're a hundred percent right, especially with all the dogs, because you're supposed to curb your dog, but. You learn when you become a dog owner that most dogs, when they got to go, they got to go. And you can't move them to the, the street. So you put that baggie on your hand and you, and you pick up the poo and throw it away. But they're peeing all over the goddamn place. Oh, my God. I was too busy doing this, but I got my electric scooter right outside the, um, the car because that's the other thing. You got to find parking wherever you can. I'm really... Jeez, uh, I'm more than 10 blocks away from my uh, where I live. So I pop on the electric scooter. It's right outside my uh, my door here. And I was too busy having fun with you guys that a dog absolutely peed on it. <laughs> I don't think it's too bad. It was a, you know why? I didn't really care. Because it, it was a small dog. Like, that makes a difference. See? I want to ask this guy. Excuse me, sir. I got a question for you. So if the street sweeper went by, why do I have to sit in my car for another hour? You are sitting. Huh? You are sitting. I don't know. We just sit for the time. So what? So, so if, I leave, if I leave there, are you going to come back and give me a ticket? Yes. Why would you do that? That's the law. Because it's the law. Yeah, the sweeper went by, and then we still got to sit for an hour. It's so stupid. And he's wandering up and down. He can't wait. He wants to get, that's all that, well, they make uh, something off giving the tickets. You know that. Of course. It's a nightmare. It's a punishment. Of course. It's just an excuse for the city to make money. We all know that. They don't care if the streets are actually clean. Have a good day, all right? What was I saying? See, unbelievable. You got to see it for yourself. It's all bullshit. The guy's walking up and down now because he knows the street sweeper just went by. So he's assuming people are going to be like, okay, well, the street sweeper went by. I don't have to sit here anymore. And oh my God, he's actually writing a ticket. He's too far away. He's literally writing a ticket at the end of this street right now. As I speak, I should jump out with my phone. Uh, where were we? Wait, that's a good question. Uh, Justin Foster, obviously we know of all the things that you guys hate about radio bosses, et cetera, but, what do you still like about it? Well, what I love about it is having the voice to just bitch and complain about all the horseshit we all deal with. I already bitched about the healthcare system and how my wife broke her shoulder in two places and literally has a frozen shoulder, which is not good whatsoever. They say that could take up to two years to, to officially go away. She is doing a lot better, I, I must say, for the people that have been following along at home. The insurance companies, health insurance companies, they'll they'll tell you stupid stuff like, I, I, you only need five rehab sessions to fix your shoulder. It's garbage like that. It's garbage like the street sweeper coming through, where you're just pointing out that it's all uh, it's all BS and it's just a revenue stream for the city. That's what I loved when I was let go of Sirius XM and I kind of took a year. Well, what did I take? Like nine months to just fucking breathe. 
the one thing I missed was all the crap that was going on and having the opportunity to turn on a mic and just spew all this garbage out of my mouth. It made it a little easier to deal with all the BS that we deal with uh, living a life. Of course I know that, Eton Burke. Oh, don't you know insurance companies know better than doctors? <laughs> just all the, just all a scam. That's all just ridiculous. Baba Booey to you, sir. What is that supposed to do? Is that actually a thing still? I remember back in the day when people yelled Baba Booey on radio shows. Never ours. We never bought into any of that horse shit. But uh, radio shows, they would just panic. <laughs> they would panic. I'm like, who cares? Justin uh, Foster, I know you're probably not thrilled about it, but I discovered ONA seven years ago on YouTube and it changed my life. I'm thrilled about that. I just get frustrated because I know um, I know we've made a whole bunch of new fans since the last show we did, which at this point, I don't even know. Uh, I want to say, wow, I don't know. Like what? maybe eight years ago and we don't we don't make any money off that that's the frustrating part about it oh my god if we owned our old catalog i i would not be uh oh i would not be in my car <laughs> doing ultimate side of the street parking and i would not be uh asking for stars that's the thing that's just frustrating but uh knowing that what we did at this point many years ago is turning on new people to this day. That's pretty cool. I like that. All right. I'm going to go. I, I think I want to just, uh, I've been up since like five and we went to bed at midnight because we watched Eternals last night. I thought Eternals was better than um, the reviews. A lot of people said it was the worst Marvel movie. I'd have to think about that. We've seen every single Marvel movie, uh, but I liked Eternals. I don't know why Angelina Jolie, they get her for that role, and then she doesn't talk to the whole movie. I thought that was fucking weird. I don't even know if her character was necessary. I was I was waiting for her to be the big thing in the movie. Uh, am I spoiling this for people? And then she finally talks at the end. I don't I don't think she talked for the first two hours of the movie. I have no idea. And then I'm thinking to myself, why did you cast her? You could have had anybody. Definitely uh, for a, a lot less money, too. Carol, she doesn't speak. God, I love her. Nah, they just made her eyes all wacky. Maybe I should shut up because it finally made it to Disney+. Plus. So I'm sure a lot of people are going to be watching Eternals in the next few days. But a Angelina Jolie doesn't really talk, and she has wacky eyes. And when her eyes go wacky, you know, uh-oh, uh-oh, that's not good. I'm still mad at that fucking meter maid. That's why I call them meter maids. They're just the worst people. They are the worst. They hire a kind. I, they absolutely hire a kind. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, but they hire a kind that is on the spectrum that have no emotions and barely any empathy because they have to, their whole job is to give out tickets all day long. They don't want your excuses because when they go back to the, uh, the shop, they, uh, they're asked, how many tickets did you do today? And they'll go, I, I wrote 80 tickets today. And then they probably get some dumb little bonus on every ticket they write to keep them motivated. But there's a tunnel in New York City. And if you're in the wrong lane, especially during rush hour when you're trying to get out of the city and you have no choice. So already, like, this tunnel is about three miles from my house. And when we go to Philly, some days we have no choice and we have to 
hit the tunnel at a horrible hour, horrible, when everyone is trying to get out of town. So just to get to the tunnel, three miles from uh, my building, it could take 45 minutes just to get to the tunnel, which is only three miles away. And then um, if you're in the wrong lane and, you know, people are switching lanes and doing everything they can to kind of move the, move the whole thing along. But if you get in the wrong lane, these they same like uh, meter maids, they're there too. And they will wave you to go straight, meaning you're going to miss the tunnel. And now you got to loop all the way around and they closed uh, a whole bunch of streets. They have it set up in such a way that you got to go. I don't know how many blocks just to turn back around and get back into the traffic you were just in. And so one time I was, um, I was really close to the tunnel. I made this move. It didn't really work. And now I'm in this lane and I can't get back over. And, a meter maid is literally screaming at me. I have to go straight. I'm like, hell no, not today. Not today. Do you know that this guy, cause I started uh, moving forward. Like I ain't doing this. Do you know that he jumped on the hood of my goddamn car? That's what, that's the type of people they hire for this shit. And then at that point, I'm like, Oh fuck, I got to stop. Obviously. Cause if this, if this guy rolls off the hood of my car, I think I might be in a bit of trouble. I think that's going to be more than an orange uh, orange envelope ticket. But he got me. He got me to stop, and then I had to go straight. And then I was just seething. My kids were really young at the time. And because of that one dumb mistake, it probably took me another half hour to 40 minutes to get back to exactly where I was and do it properly. They do the same shit at the GWB. Yeah, you guys know. A lot of you guys are like uh, New Yorkers. A lot of this stuff isn't new to you. Um... What am I promoting? Just fucking subscribe to the OP Radio podcast. I think uh, I think lately I've been on a pretty good roll. So if you haven't checked it out in a while, maybe you check it out. Maybe check it out. Give it another try. If not, whatever. Whatever you're listening to, I hope it's good for you. Goodbye.